0: Hello my name is Rick Pearson and welcome to Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. You know in previous programs we've discovered who Babylon the Great is, but she sits upon the beast. Who is the beast and where does he come from and what does he look like? Today we'll discover that the beast is alive and he's rising right underneath our noses. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Prophecy USA. In our 53-point biblical description of Mystery Babylon the Great, it's abundantly clear that the traditional teachings claiming that Rome, a little town in Italy, located 70 miles inland, does not meet any of the biblical requirements. America, however, meets every description and passes the smell test with flying colors. The purpose of the woman according to scripture, is to sit upon or rule over the spirit of Antichrist until his appointed time to take dominion of the earth for a period of seven years. And according to Jesus, this would be a time of great tribulation, such as was never, ever experienced by man. Now, this Antichrist spirit has existed through history. He's fought against man and against Israel from generation to generation, causing all manner of sin, sickness, poverty, and disease. In fact, the greatest manifestation of his presence in our time came just only 70 years ago when a leader called Adolf Hitler stormed the fields of Europe with his Nazi, democratic, socialist, fascist regime. Killing everything and everyone in their path, their goal was world domination and the extinction of the Jewish race. If not for the coalition of the allied nations and, of course, the woman who sits upon the beast, this demonized madman might have reached his goal. But the timing was wrong, the agenda was flawed, and the opposition was too great for Satan to achieve his task. For every word that God has prophesied in the Bible can only come to pass at God's appointed time. Now, it's clear to those who have listened to our program that the woman, the seventh nation who holds the beast down before his rise to infamy, is the United States of America. And we know where America is today. But where is the beast? What is his game plan? And how will he rise up? And what strategies are being taken by this demonic agenda to have world domination without God? The answer to those questions lay in the next segment. Listen to this.
1: And I, John, saw when the Lamb, Jesus, opened the first seal. And I saw a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth, conquering and to conquer. The word conquer in this passage is the Greek word nikael, denoting victory or superiority as a verb, it means to win or to defeat. In other words, there are certain nations who will willingly be conquered, defeated, or won over to join the Antichrist. According to prophecy, they will total 10 specific regions of the earth. And the 10 horns that you saw are 10 kings, who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. And a second seal was opened. And there went out another horse that was red, and the power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. The red horse with his great sword, or weapon of mass destruction, swiftly ushers the world into a war. However, this weapon will be specifically aimed at Mystery Babylon the Great. A parallel scripture of Babylon's destruction at the beginning of the tribulation states, And the ten horns that you saw, they will hate the whore, and they will make her desolate and naked, and devour her flesh, and burn her with fire." In fulfilling God's word, the Antichrist is literally used by God to release judgment upon Babylon. For Babylon has become the habitation of every foul and unclean spirit, and through people yielding to those spirits, Jesus said the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy the eternal laws of sowing and reaping have come to a climax. The Lady of Kingdoms, whose golden cup is filled with the shedding of innocent blood, is now ready to drink from that cup. Just as demons seduced Hitler to shoot, gas, and burn God's chosen people, eventually Hitler himself bit down on a cyanide gas capsule, shot himself in the head, and had a devoted Nazi henchman burn his body. Hitler obeyed these demons, but at his appointed time of death, God instructed those same demons to turn on Hitler. Through the mandate of the Red Horse, this Lady of Kingdoms will now drink from her own blood-stained cup, the very abominations that she poured out on the innocent children she slaughtered in her temples of Baal. For blood it defileth the land, and the land cannot be cleansed of that blood that is shed therein, but by the blood of him that shed it. The first two riders will come with strength, war, and swiftness upon Babylon the Great. But how will it affect the rest of the world?
0: Welcome back. Well, we all know where America is today. But where is the 10 Horn government, the man Antichrist, and his demonic sidekick, the false prophet? You know, all three of which shall fulfill prophecy by hating the woman, that we call the United States of America. Revelation 17, 16 says, And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the woman. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill His will, and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. Now before you can have a government, you must have people who will form that government. And in earlier lessons, we learned of Jesus' warning to the believers of Smyrna that the synagogue of Satan would persecute believers before the tribulation took place. We also learned that the Greek word for synagogue means a house of assembly or a gathering place. And the name Satan means adversary or one who opposes God's word. So if we want to find the people who will buy into Satan's agenda to form a ten-nation New World Order government, we first need to locate the groundswell of people or the houses of assembly who already oppose that word. And if they oppose God's word, they will also oppose the people who try to follow that word. The most likely candidates for following God's word are obviously Christians and Jews. Now, we know that in the culture wars in America, it revolves around conservatives who want traditional values of marriage, capitalism, pro-life, and patriotism within a nation founded upon In God We Trust. Progressives, on the other hand, are demanding change. Change from capitalism to socialism, traditional marriage to gay marriage, pro-life to pro-abortion, They do not want the Judeo-Christian moral codes within our nations, nor within our schools, our military, or our government. In essence, they want an America without God, without prayer, without His commandments. The battle is on for the soul of America. But according to the Bible, that battle will not be over until America's appointed time of judgment. However, until that appointed time of judgment, don't be surprised by the loud demonic voices of unhinged emotional people screaming for change. As they choose darkness over light, they are doomed to fulfill prophecy as God said they would. For Babylon the Great has fallen, fallen, and become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul and unclean bird. Meanwhile, as darkness tries to close in on God's people, the Bible tells us that these demonic forces will have no power over God's people. They shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with Him are called and chosen and faithful. So while a remnant of believers in America raise up a shout. And fulfilling Jeremiah 51, 14, victory is our ally, joy is our strength, and uncompromising faith in God's word is our weapon of warfare. But what about outside of America? Are there voices wanting to dethrone her, to control her, or eventually govern her? Stay tuned because you're going to be amazed at what's happening outside the walls of this Lady of Kingdoms that we call the United States of America.
1: In 750 B.C., an angel told Isaiah. In 630 B.C., an angel told Jeremiah. In 590 B.C., An angel told Daniel. In 550 BC, an angel told Ezekiel. In 85 AD, an angel told John the Revelator that in one hour a nation would be deposed by fire and from the ashes would rise a new world order. America's role in Bible prophecy is blatantly clear in scripture. Prophecy USA proudly presents a study guide addressing America's spiritual state of the union concerning her past, present, and future role in Bible prophecy. Don't wait. Order the study guide today. For only $20, it will change everything you know about America, and everything you need to know about your future.
0: Hey, folks, have you ever been witnessing to somebody and you just can't remember verses or recall the eight providential nations in scripture, let alone how America meets all 53 descriptions of the seventh nation in Bible prophecy, well now Prophecy USA has a free app, and every TV program, podcast, and all 53 descriptions of America's role in Bible prophecy will be in the palm of your hand. Together with our study guide, you can study to show thyself approved at any time, any place, and at any given moment. You can even upload the app onto your friend's phone or iPad and let them find out for themselves where this generation fits on God's prophetic time clock.
1: To get the free app, go to prophecyusa.org and for a donation of $20 or more, we will include a 100 page study guide, boldly proclaiming America's role in Bible prophecy.
0: Welcome back. You know, most people in America are aware of what's happening within the walls of American culture. But what about outside those walls? Are there synagogues or assemblies of people plotting against America to dethrone her of her power? The Bible states emphatically that that is the case with regards to Mystery Babylon the Great. So where are these people? Who are they? And where will they come from? During the battles of World War II and the senseless deaths of over 60 million people, allied nations joined together in the hopes of preventing such a tragedy from ever happening again. The United Nations, the World Bank, and the International Money Fund took form at the end of World War II in 1945. The World Health Organization soon followed, and the World Trade Organization, came along much later. The mission and the work of the United Nations are guided by the purposes and principles contained in its founding charter. They currently have 194 member states within the UN, and the goals of the UN is boldly stated on its website. Due to the powers vested in its charter, and its unique international character, the United Nations can take action on the issues confronting humanity in the 21st century, such as global peace, security, climate change, sustainable development, humanitarian and health emergencies, gender equality, governance, food production, and more. Now, according to the UN good governance, they have eight major characteristics. It's participatory, consensus-oriented, accountable, transparent, responsive, effective, efficient, equitable, inclusive, and follows the rule of law. But who exactly determines that rule of law? Now, according to Daniel, One of the ways the Antichrist spirit will be identified during a seven year global reign will be that the Antichrist shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. You know, the Hebrew word for wear out also means to oppose or to oppress. In September of 2015, Canada and 192 other U.N. member states adopted the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. The 2030 Agenda is a 15-year global framework centered on an ambitious set of 17 Sustainable Development Goals for Global Governance. Since 1948, one of the major arms of the U.N. is the World Health Organization. Since the outbreak of COVID-19, the pandemic, the UN, has made this statement. A transformative recovery from COVID-19 should be pursued, one that addresses the crisis, reduces risks from future potential crisis, and relaunched the implementation efforts to deliver the 2030 Agenda during the 10-year countdown entitled, the Decade of Action. What is the Decade of Action? The statement, never let a tragedy go to waste, is a catchphrase for those who have practiced the tactics of Saul Alinsky's books, Rules for Radicals. The tactics within the book have nothing to do with the tragedy at hand, but instead using a tragedy in order to accomplish your agenda. However, not everyone who belongs to the UN is on board with this 2030 agenda of global governance. Israel had been condemned in 45 resolutions by the United Nations Human Rights Council. In fact, since the creation of the Council in 2006, it has resolved almost more resolutions condemning Israel than on the rest of the world combined. Now, according to a recent news report, The Human Rights Council is now the principal UN engine of BDS, the Campaign to Boycott, Divest, and Sanction Israel. The Council has also sponsored the creation of a blacklist of companies around the world directly or indirectly doing business with Israel's settlements. In effect, they're going against Israel. God's promise to Israel was this, I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In June 2018, U.S. Ambassador Nikki Haley stated that this disproportionate focus and unending hostility towards Israel is clear proof that the council is motivated by political bias not by human rights. If the Human Rights Council is going to attack countries that uphold human rights and shield countries that abuse human rights, then America should not provide it with any credibility, said Mrs. Haley. Now, not only has the U.S. abandoned the Human Rights Council, but in May 2020, the Trump administration announced its withdrawal from its $400 annual contribution to the World Health Organization for severely mismanaging and covering up the coronavirus outbreak when it first appeared in Wuhan, China. Now, according to Trump, the World Health Organization must be held accountable. So it would appear that the greatest deterrence coming against the U.N. 2030 agenda for global governments would be Israel and the United States of America under the Trump administration. But stay tuned, because they are not the only organization who are locking horns with the Lady of Kingdoms.
1: current Christian dogma says there is a great awakening coming to America, but this awakening is not coming. The awakening is here. For 2000 years, traditional prophecy teaching has speculated that Rome and the Catholic Church will be punished for the Crusades, the Inquisition, and the persecution of believers. They have told you that the prophesied Gog Magog War is coming to the Middle East but they have not told you of the 53 biblical descriptions of Mystery Babylon the Great. They have not told you that she too will be deposed by fire in the coming Gog Magog War. Prophecy USA is offering you a study guide, unveiling the most sobering revelation of this generation. It will awake you to the core and reveal God's past, present and future plans for this great nation we call the United States of America. Don't wait. Order today for only $20, and discover America's role in Bible prophecy.
0: Welcome back. We just learned that the United Nations 2030 agenda has initiated its 10-year countdown entitled, The Decade of Action. The final goal of this initiative is global governance, or what we might call the New World Order. But are there other organizations coming on board with this agenda? You know, according to the Institute of Policy Studies, at the center of the current debate of global governance is the G7. From 1975, the G7 is a group of seven industrialized democracies. They meet annually to discuss global governance concerning issues such as international security, energy, manufacturing, and trade policy. Although the G7 represents only 11% of the worldwide population, its share of world's economic output is close to 33%, which underlines its importance for the global economy. Russia belonged to the Forum from 1998 through 2014 when the bloc was known as the Group of Eight, but was suspended following the annexation of Crimea. Now, the G7's future has been challenged by continued tensions with Russia's disagreement over trade and climate policies. Meanwhile, the U.S., under President Donald Trump, has deepened divisions within the bloc, raising questions over cooperation on various policies. President Trump clashed with other members over taxes on imports and action on climate change. Now, this may seem unusual to discuss a group like the G7 when it comes to Bible prophecy, but not if you dig deep into what prophecy says is coming. Daniel eight twenty four says, The Antichrist shall be mighty, but not by his own power, and he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy, he also shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. You know, that word to destroy wonderfully means to behave corruptly. It's the Hebrew word sahat. The word practice is the Hebrew word apak, to produce by labor or to manufacture or to fabricate. Policy in this in this particular scripture means government or administration. But the G7 is not an independent voice. In 1999, the G20 global financial governance began. It was formed in the wake of the Asian financial crisis to unite finance ministers and central bankers from 20 of the world's largest established and emerging economies. After its financial rescuing of the global economy, One participant said, For this reason, the elevation of the G20 in 2008 has become a watershed moment in global governance. But recently, it faces challenges from U.S. protectionism and the growth of emerging powers. The Trump administration has clashed with many of the group's members over trade, climate, and migration policy. It would appear that the global elites who want a world without borders has a problem with the lady of kingdoms who just built 400 miles of wall to keep unwanted people out the plans for world governance has a number of global forums under the umbrella of the United Nations 2030 agenda recently prime minister Justin Trudeau addressed the United Nations concerning the COVID-19 pandemic He stated that this pandemic has provided an opportunity for a great reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges. Is it possible that the socialist agenda of global elites could be the stepping stones to fulfill Bible prophecy, remember Revelation seventeen sixteen says, "And the ten horns which thou sawest, these shall hate the woman, for God hath put into their hearts to fulfil His will. His will, and the woman which thou sawest is that great population center which reigns over the kings of the earth." Now we should understand that the beast will arrive in three distinct biblical descriptions. Number one, shall be a new world order of 10 divisions or kings. Number two, the Antichrist will be a man. Revelation 13, 4 says, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name. You know, this man, Antichrist, and the ten kings of the new world order are not revealed at this time. They're waiting for God's appointed time to give their power to the beast. However, the lady of kingdoms, who sits on their back before they are given power, is clearly transparent in the 53 descriptions in the Bible. Paul said that we see through a glass darkly, but as we get closer to fulfillment of prophecy, Scripture promises us that the wise will understand, but the wicked will not. For when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth, and He will show you things to come. And just as God prophesied through Isaiah 2750 years ago, God has spoken it and he will bring it to pass. He has purposed it, and he also will do it. Folks, we're out of time. This is Prophecy USA, and my name is Rick Pearson reminding you that Jesus is alive, and he's coming back much sooner than many people think. See you next week. Shalom.